0: All right, everyone, welcome once again to the Faces of Business. I'm your host, Damon Pastalka, and I am excited for our guest today because with me today, I have Wilton Rogers III from Simply Automate Incorporated. And we're going to be talking about robotic process automation and automating those nasty little business processes. So, Wilton, thanks for being
1: here today. Damon, thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Well, this is going to be cool because we've had a few conversations and talking about robotic process automation and some of the things that we can do now in businesses to really help free our people's time up and allow them to do more valuable things. I think it's it's really cool what you're helping businesses do.
1: Yeah, yeah, really. I'm I'm having a great time. I, I didn't, I never thought I'd be in this industry, but now that I'm locked in, I'm I'm I, I love waking up in the morning and do what we do.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So we always like to start, Wilton, with with you telling a little bit about yourself and kind of where you got to, where you are today, and kind of your journey. So can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've been owning and operating businesses for over thirty years now, and uh, our, you know right now RPA sort of fell in the automation world fell in my lap in 2017. I really didn't know much about it. Uh, Once I found out uh, what it was all about, you know, I was blown away by the capabilities, Um, but didn't realize that it was, when I I got involved, I didn't realize that it was pretty much primarily for the enterprise world at the time. You know, it wasn't really set up for smaller businesses or medium-sized businesses. And, but I just knew that, uh, you know, eventually, Um, It had to come to uh, you know hit that that market, and Mm -hmm. um, and and so I figure out a way to sort of prepare for that, and you know five years later here we are, and sure enough it's uh, it's running fully and we're we're running one hundred percent in the small medium sized businesses, small medium sized enterprise, and uh, and we're having fun you know having fun doing it. So you know it was it was uh, I won't say an accident but um, I didn't expect to do what we're doing right now, you know, five years ago. Um, it was more like an opportunity to, to make a good living and, and to be able to support my family in a way where I knew that it could be a, good, a nice little nest egg. Um, but once I got involved, I saw the real opportunity to really um, impact businesses. And there was really no thought leaders or resources out there that I found that was doing it. So I was like, oh, Hey, you know, why don't I just start doing it myself? And, uh, mm-hmm. and so I just sort of, you know, started hitting the, the the ground running, left my, the company that hired me in 2019, opened up my own company, and started from the ground up. And, you know, of course, like any other business ran into a lot of obstacles. Um, but, uh, you know, um, just just kept grinding away. And and finally, found our little niche, and from that niche, it sort of the branches start growing from that point, and uh, it's it's been uh it's, it's been taking off ever since.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, there's you've got some interesting stuff in your background because you talked about being a serial entrepreneur, and I see that you've done some score score mentoring in the mm-hmm. in the past as well. So, do you think that? doing that mentoring and score helped you see what a lot of other business people are doing or not doing right. Or, and, and really learn something about what works and what doesn't work.
1: Yeah. Well, well the reason I got in score is because, um, you know, I've I learned from, I was, I came from the school of hard knocks, right. You know, just yeah. sort of opening up my own, um, learning from a company and I industry and I open up my own and then I try to go for it, and I try to, um, take my own route from that point and make it uh, really easy for what, for people to, to uh, you know, grab onto what we we're doing. And I mm-hmm. realized that a lot of business people that were getting into business, they had great ideas, but they didn't have the, the, the path to make it easy for them to, for their ideas to really flourish, to really shine. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of red tape that they had to go through in order to get to where they want to get to. And uh, so when I realized that, you know, automation and entrepreneurship connected, I was like, wait a minute, if you can catch them early in the game, you can allow their their creativity and their vision to happen a lot sooner. Yeah. And and that's, you know, we used to always say, you know, it takes you five years to build a business to really if you, in five years. You're going either to either be running or you're going to fail, right? With automation, that's it's totally changed the game. That's how we grew up, you know. I I grew up in the '70s, Mm -hmm. so back then it was different. Like now, it's like, hey, you can really tap into technology right away. Then you can take your vision to a whole different level instantly. When I realized to put those two together, I was like, hey, I got to share this somehow. I have to share this. And so when I went back, uh, when I moved back, I was living in Houston when I was working. I started the RPA industry. We moved back to new mexico and i realized mm-hmm. that a, a lot of, of businesses there had no idea what you know automation or really tech how to use tech, technology and when i went to these score meetings they were just still still the old school leadership like i was like i learned yeah i was yeah. like hey no 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 no, no, you, you guys can't do that you guys are gonna you know you're gonna cripple them for a while and so i start i start you know presenting there and doing presentations there and that's when people started like okay you know what let me let me talk to Wilton and see what we can do um, to move forward. So, score was a real big uh, move for me. Um, and then, I, of course, um, after about a couple of years, I, it, it, we got so busy that I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. I had to step away from score. But, uh, but yeah, that's exactly why I got involved because I saw the need for it.
0: Yeah, because I never thought about it that way. I thought maybe you were going in just to mentor other people, like you said, with leadership, but you were going there and there were the specific to show them how automation could help them leapfrog because if you think about it in that early if you adopted some some basic automation principles early it allows you to scale a lot faster and you're not spending money on administrative stuff where you can just uh you know people wise money and where you can have people do more value-added work for you
1: absolutely and not only that is is when you really understand how to use automation from the beginning it allows you to really focus your attention on the front end of your business. So whenever you hire your, your, your personnel, your vision's already moving forward. You don't have to do all these repetitive type tasks, all these, you know, grabbing data and in, in, invoices and, in, you know, behind the, behind the computer type work, because all that can be automated. And once you understand how to do that, when you start hiring people from the beginning, it's all. It's it's really focused on the growth of your company.
0: Wow, wow, that's a, that's a good point because that that automation allows you to focus people on the higher value growth opportunities. Absolutely, uh, very good. So let's let's back up just a moment. So you, uh, your your first exposure to robotic process automation. Let's talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah. Well, what, what's interesting is in in 2017, um, while well, I worked in the fitness industry, and I had owned a couple of businesses in the fitness industry. And uh, when I finally left it, I was like, Okay, what do I what do I would really want to do? And I have my own company, um, I left that sold it. And I, when I left that, I was like, what do I want to do, I sort of got bored. So I started working in the hotel industry. Um, but I just didn't feel like, you know, th- I was at a point where I grew to, to, to point my position where I knew that I really couldn't make much of more difference. And I was like, okay, I gotta, I'm gonna look for something else. And before I was getting ready to be hired by this huge um, hotel. Um, and uh, I was like, let me look what's out there. Well, RPA came in 2017. It was a company that was opening up that said, hey, you know, we need a VP of sales and marketing. and we want you to apply for it. So I applied and I got the position. And so I moved my family from New Mexico to Houston. And when I when I got involved, when I started seeing what it could really, you know, I really didn't know what RPA was. I didn't know what mm-hmm. automation was. I knew technology, but just from just software. I just knew like yeah. I, you buy the software you can use it. It could really help you. I didn't really know the next level automation. And when I got involved, before even before, um, you know, I started thinking about going on my own. I was like, this I can really make a difference. This company already has has the, the floor plan laid out for me mm-hmm. all i gotta do is start working and when i start seeing that you know what we we're doing in the large enterprise world and i start seeing how much money we we're saving these companies by automation i was blown away i mean we weren't saving tens of thousands we we're saving hundreds of thousands of dollars on the yearly basis on the monthly basis i was like wow and then they start branching they start using more and more and more and i was like wait a minute if these if these large companies are growing that means small they're taking business away from small businesses because they're able to you know move a lot faster and they're going to leave the small you know Mm -hmm. the, the small businesses behind so at that point i really started looking at different automation softwares talking to different developers working with different developers working with different analysts and just really understanding what rpa was really about and how the different software can work for every different companies. So when I started reaching out to companies and saying, hey, you know what, we have, you know, I can help you out with your automation um, you know, um processes, I could you can help automate. When I started talking to them and I realized that there was a a limit to where we can help them. There was a, t- you could it go only go so far at that point it was it cost too much. Yeah. um the, the capability of the software what is it something that they needed or they could use i was like wait a minute there's i have to really start looking at different alternatives here for different companies because i was more of a service i didn't want to i did not want to put myself on the software so can okay, me sell this software mm-hmm. I was more about it was more about the client it was more about what does the client need not only now but what do they need moving forward in the future is there a software out there that i can find that will help us move from help them now but help them prepare for the future and the more and more I start reaching out to these companies or the software vendors um, I realized there wasn't very many of them and you know I I probably I probably worked with about 15 20 different vendors over the last six years five and a half years and I finally found vendors that can cover all the way from large enterprise to small businesses so now when I reach out to businesses and I figure out what they're looking to do. I can find out exactly what software they can use, where they're at right now, and where they're looking to expand. It. Are they looking to grow just locally? Or are they looking to expand nationwide, worldwide? What are, and then what kind of technology, what kind of automation do you need to do that? Once I realized that um I have you know the software that can help them, that was a game changer. And I realized there was nobody really doing that. And it wasn't like I was tried to become the first to to figure that thing out or anything like that. It was just like, what does this company need? How can I service them? What software is mm-hmm. going to help them from from instead of them having to go through these different hurdles and 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 try to figure it out themselves and all these roadblocks and expenses? Let me try to be that thought leader, that that, that subject matter expert, to sort of lead them in the right direction.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, and once I realized. Um, you know, the, the software that can do it. I was like, okay, this is. I need to do this, and I need to build a team around this. So now, when we start helping companies, I can teach people how to do that because what I was noticing when I was helping companies that even in the small, medium-sized enterprise, and even the large enterprise that were already doing it, they were using the wrong software. That, that you know, they're they were limited to what they can do, but they were sold on, hey, we can help you. We can help you do x and y but we can't mm-hmm. help you do z we can't help you do z but i realized you know what you're you're using the wrong software you 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 implemented it in a way where it's 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 not going to be really productive i knew i had to really build a team around that and so i started building relationships with developers and analysts using the different softwares and little by little when we start doing, being in business i started asking them hey you know, this 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 uh, this this group up this this team up is start working together so you know now i have I we have nine nine or ten developers that have all RPA experience i have two two full-time analysts that have RPA experience that have worked with multiple different um software so but i built these relationships over a period of time working on a different projects mm-hmm. and now they saw the, uh, a better opportunity um working on uh, you know on a on a bit on a bigger scope and that's stuck to one software that they like, Hey, I want to join. Yeah. So we sort of built our team around that. And, and ever since then, it's sort of, you know, we've been, we've been bringing in, in new, new developers, we're planning a new analyst that doesn't have, don't have the experience, but we've already built the platform. We've already built the process on, on how to follow it and you can learn it. So now it's now we're like, okay, now we're ready for scale now, we're ready for scale. So we're preparing mm-hmm. for that now.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, that's cool. We'll we'll come back to that in a minute, because one of the things that I think people don't understand and I'd like to understand better is the types of things that people look to um, make faster, easier, whatever, with robotic process automation. So back in 2017, when you were working with the big enterprises, how are they using robotic process automation? What are what kinds of things are they doing that saves them these hundreds of thousands of dollars?
1: You know, I think well, one of the biggest ones I think uh, you know is uh, invoice processing is one bank reconciliation. Anything that <clears throat> they were really doing when they were grabbing data from one source and trying to put that in- information into another source or another application, those were all manual processes. And a lot okay. of these soft, a lot of these softwares um in applications they don't talk to each other right yeah they're limited they're limited they're in in in, in a lot of businesses say hey we have automation software if it's already if it's a cookie cutter if it's something that's already built in it's not it's not full automation because there's there's manual work that either goes before it or after it you can't most software you can't take let's just say for invoice processing for example you scan in um these invoices you know, you have to read those invoices and you have to put it into, the app, into an application. And if the application, you have to save it onto your computer, you have to save it. And then when you save it, you have to email it to everybody. And then you there's different steps that go into it. Mm-hmm. Trying to find a software that does it all, first of all, it's hard to do that on a shorter enterprise level. Second of all, it gets very pricey. It's very pricey because every, every invoice, we probably have done. I don't know, I'm going to say about 100 different invoice processes development over the last five years. And not one of them, not one of them is the same as the other. There's something in between within them that's wow. a lot, the logic, the logic that they've already built is somewhat different. Right. So we go in and say, don't change up what you're doing. If it's already working, let's see what you're doing. Let's map it out. You know, we'll design it build a workflow and see what works best. So invoice processing was a huge one for, for enterprise bank reconciliation. Uh, we we're working with major CPA firms, um, you know, and I think like, um, um, pay, um, payables, receivables, things like that were just massive. There were, there were, there were ones that were, we start seeing, um, you know, that, uh, process that were right away. And the thing about it is once you start talking to these companies, they start coming back to us and start saying, by the way. We're doing this process, you know, we're getting, we're getting all these, you know, leads come in. And mm-hmm. when, from these leads, we have to go through the leads and we have to put them into a CRM and then from a CRM we have to send them and do all these things and then we have to put notes in them. And I was like, Well, is is it repetitive? Do you guys do the same thing over and over and over? Because yeah, it goes, well, we can automate that. <clears throat> so what they start doing is they start figuring once they start seeing what we can do, they start realizing. I'm doing this manually. Let me call let me, call Wilton, this team to see what we can do to automate. So they're the ones that start coming to us or saying, Hey, let's automate this, let's automate that. Because now that they start seeing one or two processes being automated, that's already taken away from their, from their, from their, uh, mm-hmm. you know, their daily tasks, they start saying, okay, we have more, I have more. This one only takes me 15, 20 minutes a day. can okay, Let's automate that little tedious, tasks I don't have to worry about anymore. And what we found out is, is once you take those tasks totally away from them, that they're, they feel a weight lifted off their shoulders. I had, you know, we had a, we had a client in the enterprise world saying that they had six employees that were doing invoice processing. They, I mean, they were doing thousands and thousands of processes and they had been doing them for years. And the minute we took it away, took that process away from them, they felt a big weight lift off the shoulders because every day they knew exactly what they were going to do. They go to work saying, oh, I got to do these processes over and over. And they didn't feel valued. They didn't feel like they could be creative. They weren't feeling like they were, they were actually giving back to the company. They were just there for a paycheck. Once we moved those, they were able to move on to other other areas of the company they felt like they were being they, they brought more value to the company that they they felt like the company saw them in a different light and when i started seeing that i was like okay now we got to you know take this downstream and, and bring it down to the small means sized enterprise and small means sized businesses but there's there's probably hundreds of different ones but i'd probably say there's about four or five those those four are probably the biggest ones we've seen in, in the enterprise world
0: okay so when you so what really changed then to allow this to come from the enterprise to the smaller businesses now? I mean, was there a technology development that, that made it simpler? Did the software just get better and better and and easier or what really changed so that now a small business can use this?
1: Yeah. Well, that's a great question. I was in the enterprise, I'll tell you the story. Um, not many people know the story, by the way. I was talking to one of our, one of our partners was uh, one of our partners is Automation Anywhere. They're huge, um, RP, one of the, one of the top three in the world, multi-billion-dollar company. And I was talking to the developer that we were working with and an analyst, and I was just like, I'm I'm tired of working this enterprise because at the time we're going enterprise in 2018. I started seeing I'm not getting a lot of uh, all the deals I was talking to. It's like okay, well you know we're going to talk to you. We're going to talk to two more vendors. So we want to work with. Them. I'm like, let me talk to two other vendors. So it was more, you know, they were doing their bit, trying to figure out who they want to go with. And I was like, I don't want to play that game anymore. You know, I just didn't want to play that game. And when I realized that, you know, no one was moving, moving down, downstream mm-hmm. to me, I was like, okay, I need to really focus on how to bring that, how to bring that um, downstream. So one of the one of the analysts um from automation anywhere he told me you know i've been working this game i've been working technology for a long time automation for a long time and because i told him i told him i'm tired of working the enterprise world he goes there's gonna there's software out there right now that can tap into the small medium-sized enterprise that can it's more affordable for them but they're limited they're limited because of the capabilities because the small medium sized enterprise still have a vision of the large enterprise. They want to do everything that large enterprise want to do, but they don't want to pay the same price. They, they can't mm-hmm. afford to pay the same price. So I just started doing a lot more research on what software was out there. And little by little I start finding software we can work with and start working with other small medium sized enterprise companies. And one of them was called um help systems automate. And from I went from Automation Anywhere to help systems, and help systems allow me to move into the small, medium-sized enterprise. <clears throat> so I start working with them, and we did some projects, obviously, from them. And I start seeing, okay, this is great, but I, you know, I can, I'm in a market right now where there's not a whole lot of people, and I can really market this. But my love was in the small, medium-sized, small, mm-hmm. small medium-sized business. So when I start figuring, start working, trying to work downstream with help systems, I realized it still can't help small businesses because it's still, it still costs you know, it's still seven figure, you know, software, um, even though it's going to save you hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's still, I mean, six figures, six figure software um, over a period of time, but it's it's still going to save you a lot of still save them a lot, but small businesses still can't afford that. It was just too mm-hmm. much. And then in 2000, 2020, in fact, it was September of 2020, uh, my project manager, uh, Dimitri, said, hey, you got to look at this company called Electronique. I was like, who in the heck is ElectroLeak? It was a real small, it was a, a company just came out, um, a software RPA vendor that came out, and they said that they can help the um, uh, the small, medium-sized businesses, you know, um, service management providers, I mean, manage the MSPs. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, well, if if they, if, let me look into it. So I looked into it. And they basically said, you can do unlimited automation. You pay this amount, you can do unlimited automation. I'm like, okay, if I pay this amount and I can do limited automation, my returns is going to be massive and my savings for my clients is going to be huge from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So we start working with them. And, and at this time, we've already had developers. We had, four, I think three, three or four developers that have been, have that expertise in, in RPA. But we realized there was limitations to their software. And I was like, ah, oh, man, okay, this is, you know, we started, we start working with our, 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 pre, our present clients that were on Automation Anywhere and help systems and we said, okay, we'll just try this software and just do it side by side and see what we can do. Mm-hmm. And so we would build a process that we've already built for one of our clients. And I would go back to electronic and you know, we like it, but we can't use your service because um you can't do X, Y, and Z with our client. Automation anywhere can, help systems can, so we're gonna stay with them. What I realized is that they come back about a day or two later and say, Hey, upgrade your software, we can do it now. They're like, what do you mean you can do it? So our developers would, would uh look into it, our developers and they came back to me and said, you know, we can do this, we can move this, we can move this client over. And one of our clients that we moved over they were paying, I think they're paying like about, I can't remember what it was, but I, let's just say they're paying about $10,000 a month for the software. Right. And it was still saving them, you know, probably about 50, $60,000 a month. But if I move them over to electronic software, you know, and, and I can cut that cost, they'll be paying like a thousand dollars a month. So it's was like, wait a minute, paying a thousand dollars a month. That's a huge savings. So their returns are going to be huge. So I was able to move them over and we saved them hundreds and thousands of dollars. I was like, okay, who are these guys? So I reached out to all to the founders of the company and I wanted to figure out who they were, what their vision was, where they're really going with this company, where they're really going. And, I, and so I said, okay, I'm gonna to try to invest in this little while I'm gonna to try to invest and see. why well, our developers start working and starts finding little hurdles that we couldn't do, but we start seeing the same thing. They would go back and they would put in some, you know our, our little tickets to them and they'll come back in in 24, 48 hours. And say we fit, you can do it now. You can do it now. And I was so impressed wow. by them, and in this this was two and a half, but little over two years ago. And they've grown. At the time, I think when we first started with them, they might have 20 employees. And now they have I think 300 plus employees wow. all over the world because they grow so mm-hmm. fast. Um. So we got involved with them really, really early. So we've been blessed to do that. And and I and our developers were able to work with them directly and find out what the, what the limitations were. And they were able to work on those limitations that they had and improve those areas. So at that time I was like, okay, we're all in, we're all in with them. So being able to work with the, you know, with these vendors from the beginning and really building relationships with them allowed us to be able to do what we're doing today. So now we know going into a project, what, whatever our clients need, are we capable of doing it yes or no if we well not only capable we know we're capable of doing most of automation but is the price going to be you know is it going to be a, a return for our clients yeah so now now we built that relationship with 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 especially the electronic to be able to say okay you know we're hitting the market and we have a we we've built a process that that can be duplicated thousands and thousands of times so you know it took us a while it took me about About you know three three and a half years to really um, go out there and do my research, Um, but we found we found some really good partners that have uh, allowed us to to really tap into a market that's really that's hasn't even been cracked yet.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's cool because I was wondering what it was. You know, it and basically you found an innovative vendor that was willing to work with you to to uh, solve customer needs and. So that's that's cool. We have Dimitri's in here. He comment said, the story is powerful.
2: <laughs> and, uh, that's it. And then he, he
0: said he's sharing the free playbook too. So if anybody wants to see the RPA yeah. playbook, go to the, you, go to the website there. Yeah. Yeah. So as you, as you looked at this and you went, okay, now we got this solution. Now we've got this solution. We've been doing this in the big companies and going into the small ones. You're starting to work into them. What are some of the things that happened that you were like, wow, I didn't even, I thought we were going to come in here and be able to do this. And we were, but unintended positive consequences. What are some of the things that you see when, when someone takes the time to really, um, think about this and go back and holistically look at their business and say, okay, what can we use robotic process automation to do in our business? So what are some of these things that you've seen and go, wow, I didn't even think that that would, we would be able to help that, but we're helping it now.
1: Yeah. Great question. I, you know, what I learned is pretty much everybody that we talk to really doesn't know the impact that RPA can have. Right. So mm-hmm. Having thousand thousand conversations, I was like, okay, what am I missing? Why aren't they really understanding the impact that it can have? Because I can go in there and say, you know what, we've done invoice processing, we've done, you know, um, bank reconciliation, we've done, uh, you know, um, uh, I don't know, you know, whatever. We've done all these manual processes, but to them, it doesn't matter. It's like that's not my pain point. It's not my pain point. So for us, we really have to hit a feeling. It's like, okay, where are you seeing the pain of your daily routine? Where is that? Once we understood that, and once once we were able to figure out what that was, um, and we were show, we could show them exactly, taking that away from you, what does that do for you? First of all, they get the feeling, they know how it feels, all of a sudden, like I said, that weight is lifted off their shoulders. Mm-hmm. But the educational part and the knowledge part is comes a lot faster. And the reason why is because, and like I said, every business is different and their, their processes and their pain points are different. So you have to figure out internally, what's, what do they want to make change inside the walls? Only they know, we don't know, we can give them ideas, but we really don't know. But once you show them and educate them on one process that they can take and say, and they can understand it. They're the ones that give us the lead, saying, "Hey, by the way, let's do this. Let's do that." Let's, you know, we we just did one now for um, for um, a law firm, and they collect. They get hundreds and hundreds of checks every single day, oh, wow. and and they were getting these checks in. Um, I think they're they do um uh, uh, credit or. or, or um, debt collectors they're debt collectors okay right so they would get checks every single day right and they had people getting these checks if it, if they pay online they would get obviously they get the long online statements and it's been paid that person would input it in the information into the computer or they get um a, 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 a mail check that came in um, they would have to put it in and well they said hey we want you to automate can you automate this? So yeah, we can automate that. And any check that came in, once we understood what check that, what, where that check came from, the bot got that information from the check, put it into their system, save it, send, close that account out, saying it's taken care of, or here's the balance, whatever the case may be, whatever that logic was built behind it, um, you know, it, it would do that. And the reason why we are able to do that is because they understood from the beginning, um, you know, that rpa can work with invoice processing why can they do this right mm-hmm. so for us it was more important about educating ed- educating our clients first and that's the most important thing because like i said we have hundreds of use cases and if you go to our website or if you go if you, you can download the use cases um but it's not until you 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 can work internally and la- allow them to feel the you know the impact. That it's going to make a difference. So for us, it was like education is the most important thing, and the mm-hmm. only way to educate them is allow them to be able to see it, feel it, and be able to feel the impact, feel the impact on it. So, in um, and, and now we've done so many. I don't even know what they are. They I, I could touch. We're, we're finding new ones. I have to tell our developers. Hey, by the way, what was that invoice? What was that one called? And it's help. Um, um, file something processing i'm like what is that i said i don't even know we started making up things right it's like but so they told us what it was and okay well because that was a pain point for them yeah you know and and that's not in our use case uh downloads because it's not normal you know it's not not one that everybody uses but for that company specifically it is Mm -hmm. so for us it's the most it's educating it's educating because once you educate internally they'll start looking at different pro um, you know processes in fact i'll give you Give you one more example is we have a, a property management company. They have 12 employees. They automated, I think, nine or 10 processes internally. The first couple of ones were ones that saved them a lot, right? Saved them, you know, 10, 15 hours here and there every single week, right? Now we're automating processes that save them 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, 30 minutes, you know, here and there. Um, and the reason why is because now they understand the capabilities. Mm-hmm. You know, and now with the understanding capabilities, they're all in, they're all in. So the educational part was the most important thing. So we've done, you know, processes, name, naming processes, we've probably done, you know, 50, 60 different type of processes um, in, in the different industries and uh, uh-huh. in, in, in the different levels of companies. So, yeah, it's, it's growing.
0: Well, I think about, so if you're if you're if you're like a, a distributor or you're a and and i think about because i come from manufacturing right manufacturing e-commerce so what's a what's a pain in the butt in a manufacturing is incoming incoming especially if i'm doing a lot of different things you know because you can get literally truckloads that has i don't know a bunch of different stuff from a bunch of different vendors so it's not like i have a big list on a sheet of paper and a yeah this is it there's a lot of different different formats different kinds of incoming paperwork from different places and people spend hundreds of thousands of hours a year just going hey Damon sent us these six bolts that I needed special made for us to do this and and then Jim did this and Sue did that and wilton did that and and there's people sitting there punching that stuff in every day because going from the paper to the computer which you guys do a lot of that robotic process automation on that i would think that these kind of things is in a warehouse or distribution situation could be very good for that
1: oh it's a major impact well we have uh and the great thing about manufacturing is that manufacturing is most of the that we've worked with, they, they're built on legacy systems. They, they've had yeah.
2: soft,
1: the systems that have been there for a long time, Bold. right? Yeah. Yeah. And 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 they have so much information that needs to be, you know, transferred from one, one area to another area. And we have, in fact, we have a couple of testimonies that go to our, our YouTube account and what we're able to do is grab that information that they're, you know, one of the, processes that they, we did is it was like shipping or something I can't remember but it was shipping but every time it that they would get if it didn't get there on time or what was the wrong stuff they wouldn't get paid or they'll get fined mm-hmm. or they'll get whatever the case may be right oh yeah so so they were paying a lot of fees hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on fees that because of wrong paint wrong shipments wrong paint you know wrong equipment whatever we eliminate the whole thing we eliminated that completely and the reason why they were doing it is because they had the system they've been using for 10, 15 years, that I don't know how long, it's been a long time. And mm-hmm. they didn't even think that we can grab that information from there, and move it. And I said, we can. And when we did it, they were just blown away. And they were able to take what we built, they had five locations um nationwide. We did wow. it for one lo- one location, and they were able to take that what we built and implement it at all five other locations, and it saved them thousands and thousands of hours and it saves them hundreds and thousands of dollars because it didn't come back with mistakes. It didn't come, it, it didn't make mm-hmm. these errors, these these manual errors, these human errors that, you know, that, that we're, they're making on the regular basis, eliminated that. If the bot didn't understand, you know, what to do or where to go, it was like, it sent it back to the, we call it a gatekeeper to someone say, Hey, yeah. you didn't tell me about this one. It's almost like an assistant, right? Hey, I never heard about this one. What about this one? And once you enter that information in there, the, you know, the bot and hit send, the bot will continue. And now the bot, now the bot knows, okay, next time I know this, this will happen. If this, you know, if I I run into this again, so it was always the process improvement as well. And once they saw that it was a game changer. So manufacturing, I think right now is manufacturing and, and accountings are probably the two top industries that we see for us that are really um, you know, take an RPA by storm right now.
0: Wow. That's cool. That's, that's really cool because I, I, as you were talking about that earlier, I was just thinking about the, the, you know, thousands of people that are working on that every single day, you know, with paper in their hand and yeah, I got to check that I got everything, but then I go over to the computer and I put everything in, which mm-hmm. if you don't have to do that step is huge for them it because is. that, that time to put it in the computer, a first of all, time B, mistakes Mm
2: -hmm.
0: this inventory accuracy is is crucial in those kind of situations and if you put 10 in and you really only got one or or something like that you know it's it's a big deal it's a big deal yeah we got a few more greg gregory hills here thanks for being here today he downloaded the download the information too and then we got rob
1: rob's here today rob my man says hello hello (laughs) I got some, Rob and Dimitri have have been uh, huge over the last, they've they've been with the company since, you know, um, for the last couple of years, obviously, Rob started off at the beginning. Um, He was my, you know, I think when I first started my company, I reached out to him and said, hey, I need someone to help me with this. And Rob's been on board ever since. So Rob and Dimitri have been a huge part of uh, the growth of the company and where we're at today. So, you know, those are my brothers, that's family. Family. Nice, nice,
0: yeah. good stuff, good stuff. And it's nice when you can have people around you like that, because it, it allows you to build a, a culture and a business that really uh, lifts everyone around you. So Absolutely. that's good. That's it's good. So, so as we do this, uh, this is really interesting because I think more about this now and learning more about the robotic process automation and what you can really help people and talking about manufacturing and accounting. Those are a couple things that, um, man, this is just huge. It's huge when you set, and I, I'm thinking about these, man. like I said, growing up in manufacturing, I just think about all the warehouses I've been in and, and all the other places that you can use this, even in places where you have people that are doing um, manual, whatever, where they have to write things down and then it has to go into a system somewhere. And there's people that were doing that. That's like, wow, there's a lot of stuff that happens. So, and yep. if you're talking about invoice processing, you're talking about like if people are paying invoices, you had that example of people are paying, paying something, a lot of checks coming in, a lot of probably mail-in payments kind of stuff that, wow, there's just so many applications for this where you can radically change the way you're doing business. Cause that's, That's that's really not value added work for those people doing it. It's necessary, but it's not value added. If that person can be exactly yeah, making sure that hey, I got a I got a thousand payments in and a thousand payments went into the system, that's a lot better, and they can be off to doing much better things.
1: Absolutely. I think the fastest way to really understand RPA and the power and the impact it makes is if you can just sit back and you could think about okay. When I go to work tomorrow, what I'm going to do? When I go to work on on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, what are the things that I do? What are the repetitive processes that I do on a regular basis that I'm going to do over and over and over again? That's where you want to start. At least you, it may not be the process you want to automate right away, but it's the place that you want to start to be educated. Mm-hmm. And once you, once you get educated on that you, and you see it, then you'll know the power of RPA because anything that you are doing manually that's repetitive, that you can do over and over, and that it is rule-based and that you've already built the logic from it, right? You know you're going to turn your computer on, you know you're going to do, you're going to grab that 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 um, Excel spreadsheet, you're going to mm-hmm. open up this, you know, this this application, you're going to grab that information, put in, the Excel in Excel spreadsheet, Excel spreadsheet, you're going to save it here, and then you're going to download it to QuickBooks or whatever the case may be, What it, you know, all that different things, all those different things. Once you realize that is a manual process, that's a great place to start, at least to be able to get the knowledge and education you need. Because mm-hmm. after that, you can say, that's the process I want to automate, or you can say, I understand it but I have a bigger pain point that I want to take care of right now that I know is gonna save is gonna really impact our company. Yeah. And, and so what we go, what we'll do is we'll go and map it out, right? And then out of that map, it may be five or six, seven, 10 different tasks within that process from beginning to end that needed that that they do manually, right? We'll find one part of that process to do a, a POC, you know, prove a concept and we do that right away because once we do that and we show them that proof of concept that's they're like okay i get it i get it so and, and it happens quick i mean it doesn't ha- it doesn't take months and months it takes days maybe a wow. week um so it happens pretty fast
0: so you can you can identify and try these things pretty quickly and then so if you if you automated one step in the process is it pretty easy then to go well if i've got this part of the process automated let's see if we can add this piece and then this piece and this piece to it to actually do more and more is or or is it pretty much you want to go in and do the whole thing at once when you're doing it
1: great question what we'll do is we'll go in there and we'll map out from beginning to end we'll map it out okay and we and we know exactly how much of that can be automated right. All right. But we pick one, one part of that to automate first, because time, time wise, your time, our time, you know, getting all gathering all that information mm-hmm. gathering and all that may take a while. But information gathering and, and development for a part of that task doesn't take that long. Right. Mm-hmm. And 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 once we do that, then you get a bigger picture, like okay, now I get it. Once that's already developed and deployed, and you're seeing it work, we you already know that we can do the whole thing, it's already been mapped out for you, right? yeah. And most of the time, it's like okay, now they did the POC, let's go ahead and automate the whole thing. At that point, okay. they're, 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 they're bought in because they see it, yeah, right. And if and if you do the whole process at one time at the beginning, sometimes they don't get bought in because, like, okay, you gotta, you gotta get information here, then this step and this step. No, it takes a while. Let's do this one little piece first and then once you see this you'll be bought in and you'll see the value and then you'll you'll be able to give us the information because as soon as you once you start seeing how we work and you and you see the value of it yeah you're like okay now we now I are not get it done pretty fast and when you know that this process it can be automated fully and you see the value out of it you'll want to get it done right away
0: yeah that's awesome that's awesome so it, we're, we're about, about to time, but I do want to ask you a couple things about the future. What do you really see for the future of this? Because, I mean, we're talking about the things that you're doing now, but what do you really see things that you can automate now that may be able to be automated in the future? That's pretty exciting.
1: You know, a lot of things that we're working on right now is um, a lot of what's called unstructured data, right? We can automate that, but... It's a lot of. It takes some AI work into it. We're working with a client right now um, that gets hundreds. No, I take it back. Thousands and thousands of documents from different vendors all over the world every day, and a lot of them come in with handwriting and different parts. Right. So wow. it's almost like when you go to the bank, right, and 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 you if you if you go to ATM and you write a check and you can put. You put, uh, I'm, I'm depositing a check. You put, you handwrite it two hundred dollars in there, and you stick it in, in the ATM. Mm-hmm. It sucks it up. All of a sudden, it says, "Oh, yeah it says two hundred dollars." I might says two hundred dollars, yes, accept. Right. Those are the things that we're doing now. Those are the things that we're actually doing right now. Wow. Um. So we see that growing right now because there's still a lot of handwritten stuff that are is being done. So we're we're trying to figure out how to do that. Not only that, we trying to do that, but now we have an easier way. If we can't grab the information, how to get it to someone so they can they can actually make that manual change, input that information, hit send. The bot will take it from there. It's almost like asking somebody, I can't read uh. that. It says, does it say two hundred dollars or three hundred dollars? It says two hundred dollars. Okay, I put two hundred dollars, and they'll just they'll send it to the bot, and the bot will take it from there. Right? So yeah. That's a that's a huge thing. But the biggest thing right now what we're seeing is, you know, from 2017 to to 2020, it was more about RPA software. I mean, the software was growing. Um, UiPath just went public. They're huge, right? Automation Anywhere, Blue Prism. I mean, there's probably 50, 60 vendors out there right now. Wow. But what we're seeing right now is that the software, is sort of slowing down It's still growing but it's not growing as fast the service part is booming and what i mean by that is when a client does one process they're going to do multiple processes yeah so the service part is growing and the the what we've seen from 2017 to now has i mean it's it's not even close i mean it's probably for us the speed has totally changed but People are being educated on it, and once they're educated on it and they see it happening, they just want more and more and more of it. So the service part of RPA is really taking off. It's totally taken off. So the future is, is really bright. You know, it, um, it, it was either Gardner or can't remember who it was, but they said by 2025, every company that's going to – Move forward, move forward fast. We'll have some kind of RPA implementation. Doesn't matter what side you are. So, people have to. This is the time to sort of really understand what it is because it hasn't really even cracked the surface. It really hasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's barely getting off the ground right now. But if you can get in now, man, it's going to be huge game changer for your company. And you know, and right now uh, the price and demand is in the client's favor. You know, it's in the, it's on their side. And we're starting to see, even from our point, and you know, we're starting to see the, the change in the price and demand because you know the demand is is, is a little bit more now. So yeah. we're not the we're not the same price that we were two years ago. Yeah, you know, yeah. And we're not going to be the same price today like we are in, in two years, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the time to really get in and understand it because you're going to you're going to see that your ROI is going to be ridiculous, and we'll be able yeah. to show the ROI even before you start the build.
0: Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, and this has been just an incredible conversation because I learned so much talking to you about it, and i i edu- getting educated myself on it. It's great because I see the application for this in so many different places. I just, I just want to thank you for being here today and talking to, talking to us about business process automation and robotic process automation, and and really helping these small and mid sized businesses take advantage of it so they can uh be competitive and and get the people do, doing the higher value work
1: uh, I appreciate it I appreciate it this is I, I love spreading the word and, and you know for me it's really um helping people understand it whether they go with us or not it, that's up to them but it's just really getting to understand it and that's why thanks, thanks for Dimitri to really uh, uh bringing out the Rpa playbook which I I built I, I created a playbook about a few months ago and Gregory thank you for for downloading it. Um, yeah. because it's, I think that's important for people to, to grab, because I've talked having thousands and thousands of conversations, um, everybody is on a different mindset and a different level of technology and automation. And the RPA playbook gives you an idea of, of where are you in your automation journey? That book would allow you to go from where you're at and take it to the next level and, and, and beyond.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, your RPA playbook, the robotic process automation playbook is on the simply automate website. So make sure if you're interested in that playbook, get there, download it, take a look at it and get educated. And if, uh, go ahead and I'm sure you've got a contact us form there. Is it, is a where's a good place for people to contact you or the right person at simply automate? Is it on LinkedIn here?
1: Yeah, the best place to contact me directly is on LinkedIn, right? If you send me a message, okay. I'll read through the span all that different spam that we get. So if you're if you know if, if you mention that you saw me on here, um I'll definitely contact you here. Um reach out, you, you can contact us on on our on our website. You can go to our website, simply automate um ink.com, um in and, and you know, try to contact there, contact us there. Myself, Dimitri, Rob, we have a couple more people that will We'll be able awesome. to help you out there, especially if you're industry specific. You can go on there and just say what industry you're in. We can send you use cases um, for your specific industry. That way you can get a better idea. So get at least start being a little bit more educated uh, on, on RPA and, and, and a little bit more awareness of, where, of what's happening in your industry, but also have the resources and the, and the experience to help you, guide you um, as you start to, you know going into the journey or starting to improve your journey of where you're at right now
0: yeah awesome well thanks so much today we got wilton rogers the third here today from simply automate inc talking about robotic process automation and showing us how to get those business processes automated thanks so much for being here wilton thanks for all the listeners dimitri rob um, and gregory everyone else is listening We'll be back again with another great guest later this week. Thank you.